Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. I'm always talking about and bragging about Historic Chain University. As you see, I got my Cheney hoodie on. And I'm usually pretty humble and pretty modest. But you see, I got my medal on and I got my award for being inducted into the HBCU Hall of Fame because, because I came to Cheney and graduated from Cheney. And today I'm an attorney because of Cheney. Everything that I have, everything that I am is because of Cheney. And there's a young man who can pretty much say the very same thing. His name is Rainey Williams, a proud Philadelphia native and alumnus. By the way, I asked him to send me his bio and he put together a really short and concise bio. But for me, the thing that made me happiest is that he said, I am an alumnus, not an alumni. It drives me crazy when individuals call themselves an alumni. It's alumnus, as our guest Rainey Williams said. In addition, he's from the class of 2008. Historic Cheney University is a passionate advocate for preserving and celebrating Cheney's heritage. He also co-authored an article entitled Cheney, the Unsung Hero, showcased in U.S. Air Magazine in 2015, highlights his dedication to raising awareness of Cheney's significance. He also created, and this is what got my attention, he also created Cheney History Month, now in his fifth successful year, and successful is the key word there, where he shines a spotlight on Cheney's storied past throughout February. Additionally, he spearheads Cheney Women's History Month in March, amplifying the achievements of Cheney's women alumni. Without further ado, my new good friend, Rainey Williams. How are you today, sir? How you doing today? How you doing today, brother? I'm doing very well. And you said brother like you mean it. And I'll say brother like I mean it. I really appreciate your work. I'm a fan of your work. I got to tell you, when people write stuff and post it on social media, I won't say that I'm hating, but I'll look at it with like, I'll give him the side eye. Like, do you really know about Cheney? Or are you just Googling some stuff last night and posting it like you've done right. some research? So I'm always giving people the side eye. I saw your right. stuff. I didn't know you. I said, hmm, first one, pretty good. Saw the second one, hmm, very good. Third one, I'm like, this guy has done some serious research. Mm-hmm. And not right. only has he done some serious research, he knows how to write. So without further ado, for the next, I don't know, 10, 12 minutes, I'm going to turn it over to you. One, uh, tell us what's so important to you about Cheney. Two, uh, tell us about your post on social media about Cheney history. And three, most important, tell us about your book. The microphone and the camera are yours. Yes. So uh, pretty much I I, want to pretty much dedicate this love that I have for Cheney to uh, pretty much Mr. David Brooke Austin and Carmen Skinner, who gave me the opportunity to work at the foundation at a time when the university was trying to acquire some land. Uh, and I was given the task of doing the research on the namesake of the university. And, uh, and, and after writing the article that was featured in U.S. Air Magazine, it pretty much just encouraged me to pretty much dig a little bit deeper on the university and uh and what i have found out in digging deeper is cheney history doesn't just belong to us it belongs to the world is 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 it's america's history because most of the products that had come out of the institute for colored youth and cheney and cheney pretty much had went all over the world and had made major contributions and so as i started digging deep into Pretty much trying to understand the significance of that door that was open uh, in 1837 
because when a lot of people think of Cheney, they only see the you know that we're just the first HBCU, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know for me like when you did you know when you start learning you know as much as you do about Cheney, you realize that it's so much more than yes. just being the first HBCU. Uh, just understanding the door on 1837 is the most important part. Understanding that Richard Humphrey passed away in 1832. Mm -hmm. The school finally gets open in 1837. That time, that in-between time, the battle Ooh. of trying to protect, you know, Richard Humphrey's will, his vision, not, and outside of that, there were institutions that, that what really would have been the first black college was in New ha it was in New Haven mm -hmm. and the Quakers in Philadelphia they had posted an article pretty much warning the people in New Haven that they were interested in starting this college and it immediately got shut down and then you find out there were other institutions that tried to do this and immediately got shut down and so when when they when when the Quakers in Philadelphia found out about Richard Humphrey's will, mm -hmm. the battle to try to shut it down was was it, it was it was it was major. And mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so February twenty fifth, it represents more than just a Founders Day. It represents being it represents a door that was forever open for all institutions of higher education that you know where that 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 were denied in other places. And so when I started learning all this about the university, naturally, I wanted to share it. Mm -hmm. And so the first year, it was difficult because, like you said, a lot of people who already had their preconceived opinions and, you know, think what they know about Cheney, they immediately started challenging me. And it almost <laughs> discouraged me. But then, you know, when let, you let me say this before you go on, Randy, take my advice. Haters going to hate. That's what they do. Please continue. And so the first year was definitely discouraging with Cheney History Month with a lot of people challenging me, uh, mainly a lot of people from other institutions like Lincoln, of course, mm -hmm. uh, and challenging this theory of why y'all were the first HBCU. And, uh, and so I wanted to be able to, it wasn't about, you know, a battle between us. It was mm -hmm. more so about educating everybody that was coming through Cheney, even the alumni yes. on, 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 on our actual role. One of the things that always had got to me was that a lot of people always said, well, you know, Cheney was a part of the Underground Railroad, you know, because the institution is where it's at now in Thornberry mm -hmm. Township. And, you know, if that was Th if that was Thomas Cheney's history, yeah, you could put it with that. But it wasn't actually our history because at that time we were in the city. And so pointing out little things like that was yes. important to me. Yes. And, uh, and, 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 and then also there were a lot of people that I was running into that didn't understand who was Richard Humphrey and who was Thomas Squire Cheney. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. even in, in the book, I had to dedicate a specific chapter to Squire Thomas Cheney and understanding his role in America's history, mm -hmm. his role, his role in the Battle of Brandywine, his role in ratifying the Constitution, and and understanding, his, you know, that his signature being on the Constitution means a lot, and we carry yes. the name of, and we carry yes. the name, of. and so that alone is a part of our history because we're also a part of his land, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. you know. So again, Cheney History Month was about 
bringing all of that out. And then it was one day I was talking to my mentor, Miss Carmen, and she was talking about Women History Month. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking about all these women, you know, from, you know, either Institute of Color Youth all mm-hmm. the way up into, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the, you know, now where that deserves to be recognized. And so that's when I incorporated Women's History Month. I got to tell you, man, I love how you so smoothly went into the deep dive about Cheney because many people just say the superficial stuff. It started in 1837 at in Cheney, Pennsylvania. No, it had a storied history before then. Even the name. People think the original name is the Institute for Colored Youth. It's not. It's no, the it's African it's Institute. It's so, the African Institute. People had no idea that we went through so many changes uh, and that the state didn't become a part of it until much later. Before you continue, Rainey, by the way, those who are tuning in, we're listening to the voice of Rainey Williams, who, from my standpoint, is the greatest young scholar of Cheney history. Because anytime I see people publicly talking about Cheney and writing about Cheney, first thing I ask is, how come I don't know that person? And then if I don't know them, I'm looking at them with the side eye, as I said, and I got to tell you, Randy, I did that with you. And after the second or third post from me, I'm like, this guy's the real deal. He knows what he's doing. So I'm so impressed. And even by your first two or three minutes here, you went to that whole history. I appreciate that. Before you mention some of the other points you want to mention, what, do, what have you found out about Cheney that you think the average person would be surprised about? That you think the average person might say, wow, that's something about Cheney I didn't know. I'm sure you got a million things, but what's something that comes quickly to mind that you think folks would be surprised to find out? Um, one of the things that I, I like to or actually, that I always go back to is the role of the farm school. Uh, you know, Rainy, you know, I'm going to let you continue because you're going to get into it. But I got to tell you, when I de- dove deep into the farm school, I got kind of mad at the Quakers. Right. I really got angry with the Quakers because right. I'm yeah. like, this seems like some indentured servitude to me. But I'm going to stop there. You go ahead. Right. So the farm school, it was it was a project. It was a failed project, but it was you got to understand the individuals that Richard Humphrey selected to, you know, to oversee his will. They weren't none of them knew any knew about any knew about education or how to run a school. Great point. And, and so, and so when they started the farm school, it was pretty much a really big project. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that they got caught off guard with was when they finally went to the orphanage to get the to get the kid, you know, to find individuals to come to the school. The people from the orphanage said, "Well, listen, anybody that go with you, they can't come back." Mm. And so, and so mm. they realized, dang. So now I'm going to have to take these 13 year olds, these 10 year olds, and keep them until they're 21. And so that was one of the biggest issues for them. The other thing is, the other thing, of course, like you said, was, you know, it was it, 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 in terms of finding people to actually support the project. So the, 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 the will, you know, the school gets founded in 1837. And then for almost a year, two years, they find they, it, it's difficult for them to find property to even start the project. Great and so, Great and so, and so, one of the things that we, you know, is, you know, is important to remember is that even though the individuals, the Quakers, said that they supported the idea, a lot of them really did not support the idea behind closed doors. 
And so they were making the process difficult. And so when they finally acquired the land, then they couldn't find a, a, a principal. They couldn't find a teacher mm, because, mm. Of, because of everything that was going to be asked of them. And so, and so the financial challenge, of course, be, was, was, was always a thing that started even back then. And so one of the things that I, 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 I began to appreciate about the trustees was that they always found a way to keep the school going. Great point. Great they point. Great point. Yes. Yes. A way to keep the school going. And one of the things that I did not know until I thanks to Emma Bazella from the Youth Study Center. I mean I mean from the uh from the Philadelphia Library mm-hmm. who helped me with my research, I ended up finding out that one of the ways that they used to bring in income was that they ended up uh, securing a contract with the uh, with, with the Pennsylvania uh, Turnpike Commission. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ray, let me stop you right there. Right there, you just got a hundred points from me because nobody knows that when you look at the Turnpike, Cheney from his early days has a connection to that. So let me yes. say this, man: you must have been in the same dusty libraries at Swarthmore College that I was in where you got to put on the the blue gloves. I got a photograph holding this book from the late 1830s. You got to have a mask on and glasses. Keep talking about that turn. Let me tell you, Randy, you and I just did that eye-to-eye thing when you (laughs) mentioned the turnpike because nobody knows about that. Keep talking. Right, right. And so, so, yeah, like just like you said, it is you know, knowing that that is a part of our history and knowing that and knowing that the students were used to levy that out and to help that get paid. I had what I went to go look for actual photos on, you know, them paving the turnpike. And you'll you'll find on your only photos that you'll find are, you know, you know, people other than white, other than African-American paving it. But you, but again, they never get recognized for that. And so, but only time, the only thing people think about the farm school is that they were kids. They were mm. ten, they were thirteen, and so Cheney was a high school. Cheney was a middle school. Mm. Not really knowing that even at that time, Harvard and them for their yeah. admission, people were getting into Harvard at eleven and twelve years old, complete in Harvard at sixteen. Yes. And so, yeah, that's the whole thing with me. Hey, man, I got to tell you, I know that you've done your homework because of just some of the few things you said. By the way, those who just tuned in, we have our guest today, young brother Rainey Williams, who is giving us the real history of historic Cheney, Cheney University going way back to not only the Institute for Colored Youth, but also to the African Institute. And those just tuned in, it's Brother Rainey Williams, a proud Philadelphia native and alumnus of Cheney University, class of 2008. He's a passionate advocate for preserving and celebrating Cheney's heritage. He's also the co-author of an article entitled Cheney, the Unsung Hero, showcased in U.S. Air Magazine in 2015. It highlights his dedication to raising awareness of Cheney's significance. He also created Cheney History Month now in his fifth successful year. That's why I found that about him on social media, where he shines a spotlight on Cheney's storied past throughout February. In addition, this is important, he spearheads Cheney Women's History Month in March, amplifying the achievements of Cheney's women alumni. We've got to take a break in about two or three minutes. Before we do that, Randy, I'd just like you um, to talk a little bit about Cheney in its beginning 
relative to other schools in their beginning. People say, well, Cheney wasn't giving you a Bachelor of Arts degree in 1837. But what was going on with the other HBCUs? Again, I love Lincoln University. One of the things I love about Lincoln is that I spoke there about maybe seven, eight years ago, and I teach also at Temple. And when I saw the resources and the amenities at Lincoln, I was like, Lincoln is doing its thing. It's a great university that has all the stuff that Temple and Westchester and all that stuff has and more. So big shout out to Lincoln. But I explained to people that it was Ashman Institute. So if you really want to go there, we can go there with all that stuff. In fact, and I'll give you the final word before I break, I actually say that there are four first HBCUs. I say Cheney is first. In 1837, the first black institution of higher learning in America. And by the way, for those who think that it was the 12th grade, Cheney students back then had to take exams in Latin and in public. Think about that. You know how you feel. You're taking an exam in English privately in class. Can you imagine an auditorium in Philly where you got to take an exam in public? That's one thing. So Cheney's first, 1837, first black institution of higher learning. Big shout out to the great Lincoln University, founded 17 years later in 1854, but props to Lincoln, the first black degree granting institution. Also, many people would be surprised, but I gave a big shout out to um, Wilberforce University. That came around in 1856. Thing I love about Wilberforce, no disrespect to the Quakers, but Wilberforce had the first all black founders. Everybody who did the thing for Wilberforce, all black. So I give them props. And finally, the fourth number one, I give that to Shaw University in North Carolina, 1865. That was the first black college in the Deep South. And the idea that you got a black college in the Deep South in 1865, you get props. So I'll give you about two minutes, Rainey, just to comment on that. And then when we come back, we'll give you more time. But in our final two minutes before our commercial break, what do you want to say about Cheney? relative to the foundings of other HBCUs? Well, <clears throat> well, the thing is, pretty much all the institutions were normal schools. Uh, I think that it's important uh, because I had, had this discussion with someone on my, on my platform that didn't like it, but because, you know, it's, it's important when you study history to understand the true mission of each organ, of each institution. And but everybody, I think, with, even though you may think that the institution started as a high school, mm. the at that time it was only five percent of the population were literate. Now mm. that means that doesn't mean that they understood anything beyond secondary education. And so when people say, "Oh, well, it was five, five that that only means that they can probably read or write. And so mm. when when it started for all of us, and honestly, I want to give actually give shout out to Avery College. In 1849, you know, uh, but 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 they but all these institutions they started off for the purposes of of, te of creating teachers. The, the 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 pool of from any from 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 you know the group of that they were trying to educate was small. Nobody really understood more than basic reading and writing, and so everybody. I I I I think with Cheney there with the Institute for Colored Youth at that specific time. They had they pretty much gave us a model where it was that just like you said it wasn't just basic education they gave they, they gave you all they gave you philosophy science uh, all types of Latin 
they gave you they gave you they gave you of course religious preparations and they gave you languages and and then and then they gave you the opportunity to show everything that you learned into the public these weren't like classroom presentations that we have today where we you know we have to circle and answer test they're here you actually went out to the public and debated and and, and got an opportunity to show what you learned mm. and, and, and to the public uh but again like you know with the you know the, when it comes to the the path that cheney had paved mm-hmm, for all mm-hmm, the institutions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think I, I i i think that we get stuck into you know what others had did before mm, versus mm. what's the over what was the overall purpose which was to you know create institutions of higher learning for african americans and no matter what's the debate that's what changed that's what the that's what the african institute the institute for color you cheney was and that's you know that's how i stand i got to tell you folks every time this young man opens his mouth not only am i smiling but rainy i got like two pages of notes from what you're telling me i thought i knew I thought I knew everything there was to know about Cheney, and here you are adding some more stuff. Those who are tuning in, we're listening too, and if you're checking us out on Zoom, you're watching Brother Rainey Williams, a proud Philadelphia native and alumnus of historic Cheney University, class of 2008. He's a passionate advocate for preserving and celebrating Cheney's heritage, and he co-authored a great article, and he's doing stuff in regard to Cheney History Month as well as Cheney Women's History Month. We're going to talk more about all that stuff and most important, he's going to share with us after the commercial break his contact information because folks need to follow him. And I understand, Rennie, there's been some issue with you on social media, something about an account's been restricted. We want to find out all about that. More information from young scholar Rainey Williams, a proud alumnus of Chan University. First, a commercial break. We'll be right back. WURD 96.1 FM, WURD 900 AM. You're listening to The Radio Courtroom with attorney Michael Kaur, exclusively on Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, Black Talk Media. That's exactly what it is. Black Talk Media is yours truly, attorney Michael Kaur, a.k.a. Michael X, a.k.a. the angriest black man in America. But I'm not too angry today. Why? Because we have our guest here, young Rainey Williams, one of the most legitimate Cheney scholars who I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Rainey Williams is a proud Philadelphia native and alumnus of historic Cheney University class of 2008, a passionate advocate for preserving and celebrating Cheney's heritage. And what we're going to do for the next five minutes, Rainey, I'm going to turn it over to you. But in that five minutes, I want you to do a couple of things. One, shout out those who you think deserve a shout out. Two, give us your contact information so we know how to follow you and reach you. And three, how can we purchase your book? And finally, four, very quickly, something went on social media. Your account got restricted. So in the next five minutes, tell us all that. Shout out, contacts, book, social media. All right. First and foremost, I would definitely like to give a shout out to both my mentors, Carmen and Larry Skinner, who pretty much have been help guiding me along this way. Uh, without them, honestly, I don't know where I would be at this point. Uh, I want to, of course, my friend Sheed, uh, Brother Hakeem at Black and Nobel, who has been supportive in terms of helping to get the book out there to the public. Um and, and and of course my uh, both my sons 
who has pretty much been the biggest inspiration behind me doing anything. Um, how you can get the book, uh, you can go to the website, the number one hbcu.com. Uh, on there, so what I've been trying, I'll pretty much, I've been trying to uh, continue my Cheney History Months on this particular website, so you'll be able to go to the website to follow all every day of February through my website. Um, uh, and in terms of... Uh, before you uh, do that, Randy, give us that uh, website again, how we can get the book. Yes, oh, it's the number one HBCU now, are people that, that, spelling out the word number or the symbol for number? No, just a symbol. Just a symbol. My okay. Apologies. Okay. Go ahead. Give us that again because no people are writing it down. Once more. The1hbcu.com. Excellent. Excellent. And in our final three or four minutes, Rainey, um, if folks want to reach out to you, is there an email address, a phone number, or social media? And in connection with that, what's going on with you and your account being restricted on social media? Final two okay. minutes, three minutes are yours. Yes. Uh, so uh, my email address is my name spelled R A I N I E W I L L. The number three at a at gmail dot com. Again, that's R A I N I E W I L L. The number three at gmail dot com. Uh, on Facebook, my name is Rainy Williams. Again, that's spelled R-A-I-N-I-E, Williams. Uh, same thing with uh, and on, on, on Instagram. It's called The First HBCU. Uh, in terms of my Facebook being on restriction at this point, uh, I had a conversation with uh, Lincoln and Lum, uh about our history. And again, I'm really big on... My university, I love Cheney. I have what many may call an admiration crush for Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, you know, I, I, it's not just a, it, it's, it's a loyalty to the university. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. again, Cheney History Month was never about, you know, a battle between the first. And so all I did was that I challenged anyone to go look at the Title Three definition of HBCU and again this isn't for battle this isn't mm -hmm, for mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. I chat you go look at title 3 and define and look at what's the definition of an HBCU and then you go look at every HBCU that was established starting from Cheney and you will see that we all share a commonality and that commonality is that each one of us in our charter says that we were founded for the purpose of educating African Americans or African descents. And so the issue came in when I challenged these individuals to check their charter that's posted on everybody's website for their university. And you see if your university lines up with the re actual requirements of what a HBCU is defined as. And so a, a particular statement, you know, was, you know, of course, <laughs> when you chomp, you know, but the, the, the icing on the cake was, you know, you know, if, if you, if you want, I can give it to you. I could text it to you. Okay. Fair enough. 
And by the way, we got about 30 seconds left. I want people to know that if they are as impressed as I am with young scholar, Cheney scholar, Randy Williams, he'll be back next week because our Founders Day is actually February 25. So we want to have him on the Saturday before that Sunday. So he'll be back on next Saturday, February 25 at 2 p.m. for part two of his intellectual discourse regarding Cheney. We got 30 seconds left, Randy. What do you want to say in the final 30 seconds before we have you back next Saturday? Well, I want to I, I want to pretty much, you know, challenge all of our alumni to pretty much come out and start supporting our university and understand that we're more than just being we're more than just the first HBCU. We have to understand throughout black history, you may not realize some of the individuals that you celebrate and are actually attached to the university. Mm. So it's important to understand that a lot of these organizations and a lot of these programs are extension of success from products that will come out of Cheney. And so it's important that we as alumni understand that we have to continue to carry the torch. But in carrying the torch, we have to understand what torch we carry. Mm. And so... Mm. And so, you know, I challenge everybody to, you know, start looking into giving back rather with your local alumni chapter or, you know, some way. But, you know, you know, in terms of that's pretty much that's it. Well, I got to tell you, you covered it all. And by the way, I gave you 30 seconds. You actually shut it down at 29 seconds. So I don't know if you had a stopwatch, but you did it perfectly. When I tell folks that I am impressed with young Cheney scholar Rainey Williams, that's an understatement. He doesn't know this, but in addition to being back next Saturday, he's going to be back periodically to give us updates about Cheney. Thank you very much, young man. We look forward to seeing and hearing you next Saturday at 2 p.m. here at WRD. Have a wonderful weekend. Yes, thank you. All right. Great stuff from a great young man providing important information to our community. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.